ऑडियो हॉप पॉडकास्ट दिस इज द विस्की एडवाइजर शो ऑन दिस शो वी सैंपल सम फाइन विस्कीज शेयर इंटरेस्टिंग टेल्स एंड ट्रिविया एंड आंसर योर मोस्ट इंपॉर्टेंट क्वेश्चन अबाउट विस्की एंड नाउ हियर्स योर होस्ट द विस्की एडवाइजर उदय बालाजी Hello everyone. Welcome back to the Whiskey Advisor show. On today's show, we look at different styles of Scotch whiskey and also how to taste whiskey, which will help you understand and appreciate what's in your glass a lot better. With me on the show as always is the whiskey rook Piyush. Hi Uday. Uh Uday, I think this episode is going to be very important for me. Why do you say that Piyush? Well, I do know that there are different types of whiskies and I have even heard that there are different classifications but you know i don't know what each of those classifications really mean you know you're not alone there and to be really honest not all the definitions are very intuitive mm-hmm. um, but let's dive right in you did mention different types of whiskies but today we're talking about different classifications of scotch alone over time we'll get into things like bourbon and irish whiskey and all that mm-hmm. but today is going to be scotch okay and this style is too a great degree followed by several countries uh, like japan india australia and uh, many other european countries mm. so before getting into the classification first of all what is scotch you know that is very important i'll just run through a few points uh, it's five points really one it has to be distilled at a scottish distillery mm-hmm. from water and malted barley to which only other whole grains can be added okay right that basically means it has to be made in scotland from water and malted barley if you want to add any other grains they have to be whole grains okay so what does that tell you number 1 it you cannot make scotch in india so scotch is a type of whiskey not all whiskey is scotch okay secondly it has to be distilled no higher than 94.8 abv which is really high yeah because most of the whiskey that we drink is only around 40% the reason why this is there is if you distill beyond the 94.8 you get vodka okay right you know how vodka doesn't have much flavor maybe mm-hmm. a tinge but not a robust flavor like whiskey mm-hmm. is because all that flavor has been distilled out mm-hmm. vodka the main thing is how many times it's been distilled to get the flavor out right to yeah. get that smoothness but in whiskey you want to keep all those flavors and we'll talk about it later in the show as well mm-hmm. next has to be matured in oak casks below 700 liters mm-hmm. for 3 years forget about the below 700 liters mainly in oak casks for 3 years next one you can only add two things to it water and caramel coloring okay caramel coloring is used to provide consistency mm-hmm. right so it does not have any particular aroma or flavor lastly it has to be at least 40% alcohol by volume okay 40% right? abv exactly so udai don't you think these are some pretty strict standards these are really really strict standards because they have to be mm-hmm. this is a huge industry just exports of scotch alone is over 5 billion dollars a year and how many livelihoods is that mm-hmm. so it's very important to protect it 
and they're very very strong in doing that as well so the the organization that represents scotch is the scotch whiskey association mm-hmm. and the number of lawsuits that they put on people to ensure that the integrity of scotch is upheld is quite creditable okay sometimes it's a little funny but uh, most of the time it's uh, very very justified okay you know that said so would this be a blended whiskey or a single malt uh it's a very good question yeah um i'm glad you asked that because it just naturally uh, takes us on to the next topic um so there are five categories of scotch whiskey okay yeah you would have all heard of this and it's very popular these days most of you are probably listening to the show because you want to know more about this and it is single malt mm-hmm. that is number 1 mm-hmm. and the other four are single grain blended grain mm-hmm. blended malt and blended whiskey okay ready to get into it piyush where would you like to start uh shall we start with single malts ah how would i know that you were going to say <laughs> that okay so a single malt very very simple so i'm not going to again go back to that lengthy discussion any of these that we're discussing have to automatically follow those uh criteria that we discussed at the beginning mm-hmm. i'll only give that little bit of further classification while we're talking now okay so single malts have to be made in a single distillery mm-hmm. they have to be made from 100% malted barley mm-hmm. and they have to be made in pot stills okay so we talked about the stills the pot stills yeah. in the previous episode yeah they have to be made in that okay. that's it single distillery 100% malted barley pot stills okay the next classification is single grain so uday let me take a guess here so by single grain you mean uh, that only one single type of grain has been used to make the whiskey see you remember at the beginning i told you that not all of these are intuitive Uh-huh. maybe i should have been a little more specific in the single malt definition definition itself you remember i said single distillery okay so the single in the definition only means distillery ah okay only the second part whether it's malt or grain defines what has been put into it as an ingredient okay right so single grain again is from a single distillery mm-hmm. and here you have to use malted barley okay but you can also use other grains ah okay yeah? so you remember in the definition it said other whole grains that can be used okay and there's a very important difference here single malts have to be made in pot stills but single grain whiskies are made in continuous stills mm-hmm. it's a complicated process but in a nutshell it is a very industrial high volume process that allows you to get a cheaper high quantity product so single grains are very high volume whiskey that doesn't mean they're not good quality there's some fantastic single grain whiskies out when we get to the scotch whiskey history episode i'll talk about how this single grain whiskey and that column still really pushed scotch whiskey to the top of the world got it so you know single grain does not mean that only one type of grain has been used to make the whiskey you can use different types of grains but all of them must be distilled in the same distillery exactly so now we've looked at single malt and single grain whiskies the other three types of scotch whiskies are just different combinations of blends of these two so the third type is a blended malt which is simply a blend of two or more single malts 
some examples would be uh, monkey shoulder copper dog and uh, the johnny walker green label the fourth type a blended grain whisky is just a blend of two or more single grain whiskies this is a lot rarer uh, but one example would be the snow grouse finally we come to the most common type of scotch whisky and when i mean common i'm talking 90% of all scotch whisky sold around the world is this type and this is a blend of one or more single malts with one or more single grains and this is called a blended scotch whisky so the most of the teachers johnny walkers shivers regals all these are blended scotch so now that was a classification of the different types of scotch whiskies in a nutshell before we get to the tasting i want to just quickly talk a little bit about glassware so now the most commonly used glass is the rocks glass so the rocks glass might be the most common and relaxed way of drinking but uh, it's not the ideal shape for experiencing the maximum out of the whiskey for this the most recommended shape would be a tulip shape which is uh, a wide base to collect the vapors and a narrow mouth to funnel the vapors through so you get all the aromas that are there in the whiskey now there are different types of tulip glasses but what we'll be uh, using on the show is called the glencane glass so now uday you know uh, i have a very interesting question once you have chosen the glass is there a specific way to taste absolutely and i notice you said taste but it's really a multi sensory experience mm-hmm. uh so let's do this let's go into the tasting of the whiskies okay so we'll be comparing three whiskies today which you all might be quite familiar with let's compare and contrast them using our different senses but remember piyush this is meant to be fun okay yeah okay so everyone out there we'll be using a tasting sheet to guide our tasting um which has a different aspects of what we're looking at and we'll be posting this online as well so you can use this at home and uh, you know let us know how you like it so we'll be tasting three whiskies from uh, william grants mm-hmm. and it's going to be the grants family reserve mm-hmm. the monkey shoulder okay and the glenfiddich 12 wow so the interesting thing with these whiskies is they share some components between them and we'll talk about it step by step and the reason that we chose these whiskies is because all three are available in india they're not very expensive so you can try this at home all right piyush shall i start pouring them yeah we'll start off with the for the grants most importantly cheers cheers the first thing that we look at is color okay so i am getting a deep gold yeah this is about a deep gold so you remember what i said um, a little before when we were defining scotch whiskey you can add caramel coloring okay so the reason that it's done is to bring consistency across all bottlings mm-hmm. so let's say if you go and buy a whiskey today and you really enjoy it and then you go back i don't know buy another one next week or the week after and one is really pale and the other one is really dark mm-hmm. and you're wondering what is something wrong here am i you know 
getting you know an inferior product one of the times it's not really the case whiskey is an organic uh, it's an agricultural product right so there is going to be color variations and you know flavor variations possibly that's why the master blender's art comes into uh, the picture all the caramel coloring does is kind of bring out a consistent color in the product that's it got it now what's the next step over there so the next step what you do is you just swirl the whiskey in your glass mm-hmm. and then you look for how it drips down so this you could call them the legs of the whiskey as you would with wine or if you want to be a little more dramatic as whiskey people normally are mm-hmm. these are the <laughs> tears of the whiskey okay i would say that it's you know coming down relatively fast mm-hmm. so the scale that we use is from very light to oily light would just be like water mm-hmm. oily would be like oil mm-hmm. so what you're trying to look at here is what kind of texture can i expect in my mouth am i going to get something really light or am i going to get something thick and oily and luscious there's no you know which is better which is worse it's just personal preference so this is about you know medium is what i'd say on to the nose so this is the most critical part of the tasting you're going to get more on the nose than you are on the palate so what you do is you keep the glass about an inch away from your nose mm-hmm. and just gently move it from nostril to nostril what they say is your dominant nostril changes every 4 hours so you want to make sure that you know you get a little bit of coverage or you might just have one blocked nose and you need to breathe through the other one so as you're nosing you slowly work your nose in the reason i say this is if you stick your nose into the glass right away it's going to burn your nostrils and you're going to be out of action for a little bit so everything needs to be a little gentle are you getting any notes piyush yes certainly So again we are using a flavor wheel which has different types of notes we'll put that up as well so you will be able to use it in your tastings and you can also look up flavor wheels there are so many out there okay just keep in mind that aromas and tastes are kind of like like in our memory bank they're all things that we've experienced at different times of our lives and uh, you know while we have a flavor wheel that we look at then i come up with some descriptions i'll give you an example right so somebody gave me this whiskey that um, you know he said had this beautiful aroma of heather mm-hmm. what's that so i was like i don't know which what's that or who is that who is this heather <laughs> so this is many many years back but after going to scotland so heather is an aromatic shrub that's okay. all over the place and then you know the peat has it the so that comes it's not in our vocabulary like so i come up with more descriptions like you know this could be like a bengali milk sweet you know so if i go and i say this to that scotsman he'll be like who's that bengali <laughs> yeah so my so all i'm trying to say is you know delve into your memory banks have fun we're not in a competition here there's no right or wrong that's the most important thing just have fun come out with some wild uh, descriptors and you know so even maybe challenge your friends to come up with the craziest thing that they can it's all fun we hope you've enjoyed the episode so far but before we go ahead 
Here's a word from our partner. Enjoying this podcast? You can also catch this and 200 plus such podcasts on Karwa 2.0 with BBC India, Film Companion, Open Mic Poetry, Sadhguru Isha Foundation, Indian classical renditions by the greatest maestros, stories, rhymes and GK for your kids. Oh, and did we mention the 5000 preloaded songs and 100 plus unique playlists every day? To know more, go to www.saregama.com now. And we're back. Let's continue. Coming back to it. So, what are you getting on the nose, Peter? So, you know, I'm certainly getting some sweet smell, some right. vanilla kind of mm-hmm. smell. Now, I can relate it to you know what you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's maybe from the uh, the oak barrel. The rook is taking the easy way out here, people. <laughs> I'm also getting a bit of chocolate. Okay. Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. sweet chocolate mm-hmm. and some floral smell. Uh, I guess that's about it for me. I get a little bit of like vanilla, orange, um, little bit of maltiness from that cereal, but mainly you know after tasting whiskey so much, I kind of get that grain character, which is like a light, oily, kind of slightly burnt caramel kind of character that I always get when I drink grain whiskey. Now let's uh, go on to the palate. So I'll tell you what we do here. Let's take a small sip, rotate it around mm-hmm. your mouth, mm-hmm. and swallow it. Okay. So what's this what this is doing is uh acclimatizing your body to the alcohol. Okay. It's not the most natural thing to be drinking 40 50% ABV spirits, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh so you just need to overcome that little bit of shock. So I hope this is your first drink of the day, Piyush. Of course, yes. So <laughs> morning out here, folks. Yeah, so unless you have slipped something without my knowledge. No. I would hope that you would know that if I did. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. So that was just to coat your mouth. Now take another sip and kind of chew on it. You know, you want to coat every single part of your mouth. You want to get, you know, every bit of flavor out of this. Kind of chew on the whiskey. Now what are you getting? So I'm getting uh, a milk chocolate on okay. my palate. Mm-hmm. I'm also getting some spicy cinnamon. Spot on, yeah. Yeah. that's pretty much those were the strong uh, uh flavors i got that's on good. my that's good that's a great start yeah so i'm getting again some apple cinnamon uh kind of like a sherry sweetness maybe a little bit of smokiness coming through and definitely that graininess so next thing is to talk about the mouth feel so how was it was it thick light it was medium i mean it wasn't very thick mm-hmm. uh, neither it was very light so it, i would i would call it for me it was medium okay I would actually say that it's quite thin and you'll see why I'm saying this as we go on to the next episodes and we have few more robust whiskies sure. or for that matter just the two whiskies we have here today sure okay the finish is two things right one is the length of the finish does it disappear quickly or does it really linger and also what flavors linger okay so uh, in that way there are uh, it is not staying for too long mm. and b i have after taste of spice mm. a bit spicy after taste okay i think this is the whiskey you've been waiting for all this time so on to the monkey shoulder folks of course yes i really like the name of that so the monkey shoulder i'll tell you how the name came about you um if you remember 
So in the last episode, we talked about uh, malting. So historically, malting in distilleries, how it worked was they would steep the grain in the vats and then put it on floors mm-hmm. in order to dry out. But they need to keep turning it every now and then so that the heat doesn't build up uh, in that grain. And also so that those, you know, those rootlets, mm-hmm. as the grain germinates, so they don't get tangled. So what they do is they have these maltmen who will go in and keep flipping the grain. So, and that's a really arduous process. You know, I've gone and I've given a shot at it at uh, one of the distilleries in Scotland. And it's really, really hard work. So what used to happen was people who kept doing that again and again used to get a shoulder condition called the monkey shoulder. Okay. That's so that's where the name comes from. Okay. All right. Let's do it. What color are you getting for this one? I am getting uh, an amber color. Okay, I'm getting about kind of like a burnished more or less is what I'm getting for this. So the next step uh, is... So then we look for the visual texture now. Just roll it around in your glass. Would you say that this is a little thicker, a little yes. oilier? Yes. Yeah, yes. for sure. Under the nose, nostril to nostril. What do you think about this? I'm again going to take the easy path. <laughs> I get vanilla in this. Okay. I get a bit woody flavor in this. You know, something like a pine wood. Some citric fruit. So I think that citric fruit is probably orange. Um, it's definitely sweet and spicy. Definitely rounder, mm-hmm. if you could say that, than um, the grants. Vanilla for sure. Um, kind of a juicy, kind of succulent fruit. Okay, on to the palate. Just a quick question. How was the mouthfeel of this compared to the grants? It was... a a bit rounder, like you mm-hmm. said. Was, rounder, a little thicker. Felt, yeah, it felt full mm-hmm. in my mouth. Mm-hmm. What are the notes you're getting? So, I'm definitely getting uh, a bit of pine wood mm-hmm. and uh, a bit of citrus. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like uh, something like green apple. Okay. 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 I would, I'd see what you mean about the citrus. You know, there's some orange in there, and I do see a little bit of green apple also. Uh, vanilla and all that for sure. It's just a very easy drinking, you know, I think that's why it's become popular. It's got a very clean, fruity palate that even when people put ice in it, for example, I think it stands up quite well. How about the finish? It's very smooth. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's an aftertaste of vanilla. Okay. Short, medium, long. Does it Uh, linger? Not much. Okay. Very short. On to the big daddy of the three, the Glenfiddich 12. All right. Again, back to this. Let's look at the color. What a deep gold, I'd say. Yeah, I'm also getting the same deep gold. And the visual texture... It would seem like this is the thickest of the lot. I wouldn't call it a very viscous whiskey at all. But of the three, I do think this is the thicker. Yes, yes. It's taking longer to come down. Onto the nose. I'm getting a hard wood in this. Okay. 
I think what you're saying is oak. Yeah, oak. Yeah? So another thing um, that you can do is when you're tasting multiple whiskies, sometimes the nostrils can get quite overwhelmed. So you can just smell the back of your hand and it'll reset the nostrils. Okay. But if you're wearing like a strong perfume or a very fragrant moisturizer or something, maybe smell your elbow or if you've got some there also, I'm not sure how to help you right now, but find <laughs> some place. Okay. Uh, Uday, I'm getting uh, the oak character. Hmm? A lot of oak character and again, uh, a bit of vanilla. Hmm? Um, uh, a bit of caramel. Maybe. Okay, on the palate, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take a small sip and then we're just going to do a quick comparison of the nose on all three. Okay. So I find that when you're doing... When you're tasting a whiskey, it always helps to compare because we have a lot of preconceived notions. As soon as we look at a label, we expect the whiskey to be a certain way. But a lot of the time when you have a blind tasting, you might have a whiskey that you drink regularly, but you just won't be able to identify it. So if I quickly compare these three on the nose, there's definitely that little bit of citric, little bit of... Um, Kind of orchard fruit character that I do see. A little bit of orange. Um, obviously, there is that grain character in uh, Grants because it is a blended whiskey. Mm -hmm. So, it's a blend of, among others, Balvenie and Glenfiddich. And the Monkey Shoulder is a blended malt, which is a blend of Glenfiddich, Balvenie and Kinanvi. Mm -hmm. And obviously, the Glenfiddich is a single malt from one distillery. So do I mean that this particular Glenfiddich 12 has been used in both the monkey shoulder and the grants? No, that's not what I'm saying. You really don't know what batch of Glenfiddich or how old it was that was used in these. But we're just looking for that character and a certain common thread between these three to illustrate, you know, how they're part of the same family and how that Glenfiddich component is in the other two. Were you able to make that out, Piyush? Yeah, I mean, yeah. to a certain extent, because this was my first tasting session, mm -hmm. but I thoroughly enjoyed it today. I hope you did too, folks. And you'll enjoy it a lot more if you try this at home with your friends. So at this point, I've got to say one more thing. Over the course of all these episodes when we're going to be tasting whiskey, I think it'll be a good exercise to uh, kind of categorize the flavors and also draw it on a what you call a flavor map. Mm -hmm. So there are multiple flavor maps out there and I'm just taking a little bit of inspiration from that. I didn't create this. Uh, so what we'll be doing is kind of just drawing an axis and plotting different whiskeys on that flavor axis. And we're going to look at five different profiles mm -hmm. to help you choose whiskeys better. So every whiskey that we taste, we'll say it belongs in this flavor camp. So you'll have an idea of where, you know, what kind of taste profile to expect when you're going out to buy a whiskey or when you're even, you know, when maybe you're recommending a whiskey to a friend. So the first camp we'll start off with is where your Glenfiddich 12 sits, mm -hmm. which is a very light, easy drinking, kind of aperitif, you know, pre-meal kind of whiskey which has very kind of green fruits. You mentioned the green apple, orchard fruits, cut grass and kind of cut flowers, that kind of flavor, right? So it's fragrant and floral. 
and the next one would be malty and dry malty automatically what that's what's that telling you it's kind of cereals you think about like you know you walk into a bakery and you smell that fresh mm-hmm. you know um and the biscuits being baked yeah. that kind of uh, smell again kind of dry and an aperitif kind of whisk and then you go on to a little more oomph where you look at the fruity and spicy ones which are a little more ripe fruits peaches mango pineapple and then some american oak characteristics like vanilla coconut custard caramel and the spicy part is kind of like it's not like your chili spice you know it's your <laughs> uh, kind of like your christmas spices or your cinnamons your cloves that kind of thing and it'll have a bit more weight than the previous two so we're kind of going in that almost like in a weight order and then the more probably the most luscious ones is the next one which is rich and round Mm-hmm. so this is more dried fruits you know raisins dates prunes figs uh and kind of a little more drier kind of what do you say tannic character that comes from your european oak that okay. we talked about or european oak sherry casks mm-hmm. and uh, they can also be quite thick and deep and meaty and kind of after dinner drinks this is the closest parallel that you can draw to maybe like a cognac okay you know and uh, the last one would be smoky and peaty so this doesn't really need a whole lot of uh, explanation so this is like you know it has wood smoke it's a rubber burning it's brine seafoody briny um seaweedy in that sense it's a whole range of tastes so just to recap fragrant and floral malty and dry the light ones fruity and spicy oomphing things up rich and round nice and thick peaty and smoky or smoky and peaty is kind of like your barbecue smoke one to close out things so those are your flavor camps and we will be posting these on an ongoing basis on social media and other places okay so that's a lot of great information you have shared on today's episode over there thank you so much you're most welcome piyush So starting next week we'll have the Q&A section that we promised so please send in your questions and comments via email Instagram or Facebook and we'll answer as many as we can all our handles are at the end of the show once again i have to say why don't you invite a few friends over pour these whiskies and let us know which ones you enjoyed the most we'll be tasting a number of whiskies over our next episodes and we really hope that you'll try some of them with your friends Well, Uday, to be very honest with you, I don't think our listeners need any more encouragement for this. Thank you once again for helping me understand the whiskey. My pleasure, Piyush. So next week we'll be looking at Indian whiskies, and this is something really close to my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think Indian whiskey has had a bad rep for a long time, but now we have some world-class single malts out there, and. Uh, they really need to be encouraged you know mm-hmm. they're going out they have great names across the world and they're racking up their awards and they're now selling in india as well and i really think we should support these brands we should go out and at least purchase that first bottle so folks join us next week for that till then drink well and drink responsibly if you want to learn more about whiskey and uday's work visit thewhiskeyadvisor.com You can send in your questions to us on uday at thewhiskeyadvisor.com or Instagram or Facebook at thewhiskeyadvisor. That's whiskey without the e. 
This show was brought to you by Audio Hop Podcasts. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter at Audio Hop Podcasts. We'll be back next week. Until then, keep your spirits up and drink responsibly.